Hi, this is Diva Cerebration, and I'm doing a podcast on my phone uh, because I have a service that's been switching over from one company to another, and I got a free phone as a replacement since they're switching and they're going to 5G, and they, and since I was with one company and the other company is giving, you know, free upgrades and funds, so I got this phone and I am testing it out to see how it records, but also to see if I can do quick um, podcasts without having to set up my whole uh, microphone situation and see, you know, and, and see if it sounds better, see if it sounds worse, see if it makes any difference. Um, There might be some background noise because I haven't really done any setup to, uh, edit out any sound or to have any kind of barriers against sound, but uh, I'm just testing this out. And the subject matter today is Leah, the college swimmer. I'm not even sure what, I think, is it Pennsylvania? I forget what college uh, she's swimming for, but um, I saw an article on this, Sports Illustrated article, And I consider myself a very open-minded person when it comes to alternative lifestyles. Um, People living their lives as they choose. I am open to that. If you're gay, I'm fine with that. If you want to be transgender, I'm fine with that. I mean, whatever you choose to do in your life, you are an adult. You have choices. You can do whatever you want with your life. And I do believe that people who are gay know they were gay from a certain time. I mean, I have many friends who are gay, and this this sounds so generic, but I do have many friends who are gay that I've grown up with, both lesbian and, um, uh, and, and, you know, uh, homosexual men, and they knew like I was in school with them and they were really young. We're talking elementary, junior high. They knew that they were gay. I mean, it wasn't like it was something they chose to do. And it was, it's, you know, even still now is tough to be gay. It's more accepted, but it's still tough to be gay in most parts of the world, most parts of the United States. So, and you know, their line being, you know, do you really think that I would choose this? You know, this is a tough life. And that's true. So I think people know who they are, what they like. Uh, I think people know what they like uh, as far as a career choice. I think people know what they like as far as a partner choice. I think people know what they like as far as the way that they live their lives, where they live, how they live, what kind of house they choose, what kind of car they choose. Why wouldn't I then believe somebody when they said that they knew they were gay or transgender or whatever? So, yes, I believe everyone should live the way they want to, what you do behind closed doors with uh, between two consenting adults is none of my business. It's none of my business in a heterosexual relationship or a homosexual or transgender or whatever. It's none of my business. That is your life. You live it. And as long as it doesn't impede on other people's lives, I don't think heterosexual sexual, um, uh, their sexual life should impede on anybody else's life. I don't want to hear about a guy and a girl's sex life. I really don't want to hear about it. Maybe you do, but I don't. Okay. So my point being, you know, I'm open. I think everybody has their own, you know, lives to live. But I read this article and I've been reading articles over the years and recently, and I've, I've really tried to keep an open mind about this, but here's the thing. I don't think it is fair. And now, and there's, there is a difference between a female and male, but I don't think it is fair when a transgendered male who has gone, well, you don't say transgender male, do you? I don't think it's fair when a male who has become a transgender female can be, competes against other women because technically they are still born a man. Now, when a transgender male who had been born a female competes against men, 
I don't think there's an unfairness there. That's a female who has taken some hormones to become a man physically still a female. And I hate to break it to people, but that's the truth. Physically still a female with some hormonal changes, right? A man who is physically still a man and has hormonal changes. I mean, I'm looking at this Leo person who is in the news, um, transgender, uh, female, and apparently has been on hormones for eight months to a year. Still sounds like a man, still looks like a man, still competes like a man. And Leah is winning all of the swimming competitions in college because Leah is competing in women's sports. Of course, Leah is winning all of the competitions because Leah is technically born a man and still has the physicalities of a man. Eight months of hormones. And Leah still looks like a man, still sounds like a man, and still competes like a man. I do not think it is fair. When you have a woman who competes in male sports, yes, that's fair. That, But it's, well, no, it's not. It's not fair because I don't think many women, even if they decide to become a man, become a transgendered man, I don't think that's fair because it's, you know, they're basically competing against people who are physically um, uh, stronger than them, physically taller than them, physically more muscular than them. And I don't think it's, I think, you know, it's almost like you're a masochist if you go and compete against other men because you are there's no, it's very hard for someone like that to win against men who are, let's just, you know, men are hormonally, physically, and um, uh, naturally built stronger. That's why we separate the competitions, females and males, because it is not fair. And I will do the same comparison um, when, uh, this is a good comparison, I think. When they have the different boxing weights, you have what you have featherlight up to heavyweight, right? And boxing, those are the that's the scale. So you have the very you know the guys that don't weigh a lot who are shorter, and they I guess they do this in female boxing as as well, but you have smaller framed guys who only feather featherlight boxers only compete against featherlight boxers. Then you go up the scale and heavyweight boxers only compete against heavyweight boxers. You have to be a certain weight, a certain height. All of these checkpoints have to be checked off before you can be considered heavyweight. Because you know what? It wouldn't be fair for a featherlight boxer to compete against a heavyweight boxer. It's not fair. Because the heavyweight boxer would beat the living pulp out of the feather light boxer or the feather weight boxer. There's no way that that would be a fair competition, right? And this is how boxing and I, I'm thinking WWE, you know, the wrestling uh, fighting competitions, they all scale it that way because it's not fair to do it any other way. It's not fair to put a seven foot guy into the ring with a four foot guy because there's no competition. Of course, the seven foot guy is going, if, if they're both fighters and they're both trained in fighting, of course, the seven foot guy is going to probably kill the four foot guy with one punch. There's a risk of death in the ring which is why they do these weight classes. There's a risk of major injury, bodily injury, if they don't separate these classes. I say that's the same with someone who has decided that they're going, they're a man and they want to be a woman. Physically, they're always going to be a man. Let's take, for instance, 
Caitlyn Jenner. Caitlyn Jenner used to be Bruce Jenner. Bruce Jenner was an Olympic athlete who won several gold medals. I think it was gold. Yeah, I think they were all gold. And one of the high and one of the best af- male athletes of all time. I bet you if you sat down with the now Caitlyn Jenner, who has taken hormone replacements and had, you know, even had surgeries, you know, to have, I think, breasts and other things like that. But physically, when Caitlyn Jenner walks into a room, he still looks like physically, strength-wise, a man. I would not mess with Caitlyn Jenner. I know many men who wouldn't mess with Caitlyn Jenner, specifically knowing that Caitlyn used to be Bruce Jenner, one of the uh, top athletes of all time. I wouldn't get a fight with Caitlyn Jenner. And I think there's probably a lot of men who would think the same thing, even though Caitlyn Jenner is now Caitlyn Jenner. Don't mess with Caitlyn Jenner. Physically, Caitlyn Jenner could take you out, right? And I think if we sat down and talked to Caitlyn Jenner, she would say that it would not be fair for her to go back into the Olympics and compete against women in the same sports that she competed against men when she was Bruce Jenner. I think she would agree with that, that it's not fair that physically she could still have the advantage because she was born a man, even though now living um, a life as a woman but would agree that physically she is still would overpower a woman and it is not fair for her to compete against women. And I I don't think that it's fair. I don't think that Caitlyn Jenner should go out and compete against women in tennis or anything because it's still not fair. That's the same way as I feel about this situation, right? (laughs) This person who I wish a happy life and whatever Leah chooses to do. Leah can, you know, if she finds a partner that accepts this and wants to marry another man, I'm fine with that. You can do whatever you want. But when it comes to a physical sports competition, Leah will always be male born. Leah will always have a man's body and a male body advantage in sports. Therefore, Leah should not be allowed to compete against other women. I'm sorry. It's just the truth. And I think on the flip scale, you know, women who then become men and compete against men, you're taking a huge risk at being injured and hurt and, uh, physically pummeled because you are physically always going to be a woman. You are not going to be a man. Even if you want to be a man, you will physically never be a man. I go to a gym where uh, the, the head of all the trainers is a lesbian. She is not getting male hormone replacement. She's not transitioning into being a man but you know she's pretty much she is a butch lesbian but even she agrees that she will never be a man physically even if she would get the hormone we had this conversation even if she got the hormone replacements that she would never be a man and that it wasn't fair to have someone who was born a woman competing against men Now, you know, they can try to compete against other men and they may beat them, you know, on on just pure, you know, uh, um, uh, competition wise. But I don't think that people born women should be put in the category of uh, men in sports competitions in professional or college or high school or any kind of sports competition. It is not fair. There is an unfair advantage because men have more physicality. Now you can argue and say that there are some men who are weaker and some women who are born a lot stronger. Yes, there is that, that distinction, 
So maybe what we should do is what they do with boxing in heavyweight fight or, or in fighting, in boxing, in MMA or whatever um, fighting. We should start scaling it on height, weight, and physical uh, endurance. And then if we did that, then everyone would compete on the same scale as like heavyweight fighting does. So uh, if you're competing in soccer, there would be different soccer teams, you know, and that would be kind of cool because you could have more, more soccer teams, right? Rather than just your one soccer team, you could have the different levels of soccer teams based on how tall you are, your physicality, and it would be a more fair competition, really. In the long run, you couldn't have ringers, right? You couldn't put ringers into your sports teams because everybody would have to be um, of the same height, weight to, in order to compete in a certain class. So maybe you would have three levels of different soccer teams within females, you know, depending on white, weight, height, you know, um, and all of that. And then maybe we could have more competitions that were more fair. And yeah, it would be a little more complicated. Yes, because you'd have to deal with height and weight. But then you wouldn't have unfair competitions. You wouldn't have, you know, this four foot girl running up against a six foot girl and having to compete with her on the field, which that's even unfair at some level, you know, but at least they're still females. <laughs> And they're not competing against, you know, men who could be a lot stronger. I mean, it's, it's, it's just fact, right? And it's not that I'm saying that women and men aren't equal as far as pay. It's not that I'm saying that women and men aren't equal as, as far as rights, et cetera, et cetera. But physically, you know, men are, you know, it's just biology, Men are, have more testosterone, they have more muscle, they're built to be stronger, right? Because before we became civilized, men were the protectors, or, or the larger men were the protectors, and maybe even the larger women, but overall, the ones who have the muscle, the ones who have the brawn, the ones who are the protectors were men, right? Um, a lot of times in the animal world. Males are the protectors, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So we have to be realistic about this whole subject. You know, we have to be realistic about the fact that men and women are physically different. Therefore, they cannot compete against each other. Just like they are realistic in boxing about featherweights to heavyweights, right? They're physically different. They can't compete against each other because it's dangerous. Same goes with this. I think having men who have decided to be transgender and become women competing against other women is not safe. It is dangerous. Uh, I watched, I saw an article, um, someone actually spoke out about this previously a few years back on one of my pages and they showed this college uh, transgender woman who was a guy it looked like a guy it was a, a six foot I think it was six foot two guy playing soccer <coughs> against other women in college and had physically hurt the women this this transgender guy uh female had physically hurt other women on the soccer field and had hurt someone so badly that they were now, um, I'm not sure if this was true or not, but that they were now, um, uh, you know, impaired, paraplegic and their mind was gone because there was a collision on the field and they, and this transgender person got way too physical about it. And, really hurt this woman, this college woman. So, and it wasn't the first time apparently that it had happened. Now, not sure if that article was a true article or not, or just a made up article, but it is a great point. <laughs> like we're looking at this Leah, who is a swimmer who looks like a man, talks like a man, 
walks like a man. Now, she may have had eight months of hormone therapy, but she's still a man. And as far as competitions go, men cannot compete against women because they are physically um, uh, stronger to be able to do so. So, you know, they're talking about, oh, isn't this great? Leah, transgender, first transgender, and she's winning all the swimming competitions. Well, yeah, because she's a man competing in a woman's sport. That is why Leah is winning because that's a man's body competing against a bunch of women. And not only does it come to mind that she's a man, but she's also very, very tall, which that is a huge advantage in male sports. Let's think about Mark Spitz and any of the uh, past male swimmers. They were very, very tall swimmers. Those are the ones that do well. Well, here we have a man who has become a woman who is really, really tall, taller than most women, and also has the physicality advantages of being a man and being born a man competing against women. It's not fair. It's not fair. Of course, Leah is winning all the competitions because Leah is, was born a man and should be competing, be competing against other men. Now, maybe Leah wouldn't win against other men because that male body that he was born with wasn't, you know, um, strong enough to do so. Or maybe he wasn't as good as other men. Maybe, you know, there was just a, a few seconds in, a, in, in swimming. It only takes a few seconds for people to win or lose. So maybe he was a few seconds behind. How do we know? I mean, I'm not saying this is Leah. But how do we know, and this is a criticism that has also come out, and this has been said for year, you know, centuries, because um, hormone replacement has been going on for centuries, right? How do we know that someone won't go, a man won't go in to get hormone replacement to compete with women just because they want to win, right? So they're not winning in the male sports so now let's get hormone replacements and let's go over and compete against women so that I can finally win. So I can finally beat somebody. Now, I don't know how psychologically anybody can really think that if they're born a man and they compete against women and they beat them, how they can psychologically see themselves as a winner. I really don't because it's not a fair competition. Let's just be honest. And then add Leah's extreme height to the competition, which, you know, that helps many male swimmers beat other male swimmers is their height because it gives them a, a more momentum. So add Leah's height to that. So she's not only just a transgender who was born a male, but she's also a very tall, very physically strong, born a male person. Add that to it, and you really have an extreme unfairness going on here. And, you know, a lot of people may disagree with me, but I would say a majority of the people out there are going to agree with me. Because, again, I am very open-minded. I have always been, and I've been since I was in elementary school because I knew my friends were gay even then, Right? I knew my friends were lesbians. I knew my friends were homosexual males. I knew my friends, you know, were, were not going to be typical. And I accepted that even when I was a little girl. I have always been very open-minded. So this is a totally different subject area. And I see it the same way as I see boxing. It's unfair. Physically, physical advantages because you were born a male should be taken into consideration when you are competing against other women. Now, if it was some wiry guy who was never very physically strong, would that be different? I don't think so. 
because he was still born a man and still has physical advantages of a man. And that's why I say we, instead of us, you know, having male, female, maybe we should start rating sports based on height and physical abilities like they do in boxing so that things are more fair. And if we do that, then maybe we can have transgendered males competing in sports because then it would be more fair because women who are of the same height, of the same physical um, abilities competing against a transgender male, it would be a lot more fair. Would it be fair? I still don't think it would be fair because I think men have a physical advantage over women. It's just biology. And whether you're taking hormone replacement or not, you were still born a man. So I don't think it would still be fair. But it would be fairer if we did it based on height, weight, and physical abilities so that people weren't getting hurt. Because I think when you start putting transgender males on the field with little women who are four feet, I don't think that's fair. You start getting, like, I, I played soccer for years from elementary school all the way through high school. And if this, if, if they had put a transgender male on the field, I would have quit. It, it, that was six foot something like this guy, this, this Leah, this transgender Leah is, um, I would have been afraid. I would have been afraid to be on the field. I actually had a, an incident that happened in high school where our female team was so good. We were beating a lot of the male teams, like the male teams would come play us in, um, practices because our female team was so good. Right. And so they'd want to, they'd want to, you know, come play us because all oh, we can beat them because they're women and we would beat them every single time. Now that doesn't have everything to do with total physical skill. We had, you know, we also had strategy, right. As a soccer team, but the male coach, one male coach brought his team to teams to compete with us and we beat two of his teams. And by the time the third team had gotten there, he was frustrated because we were, we were beating them. He jumped in on the game, an adult male who had been a pro, uh, a soccer player who was coaching kids and he's getting paid to do this big money so that these boys could become big soccer players. He jumped in on the game and he came down the field at me because our team was keeping the boys up at their goal and we kept getting goals and I wasn't having to do a lot because I was playing fullback that day and I've played every position in soccer, but that day I was playing fullback or was it halfback or fullback? I can't remember. But here comes that male coach down the field with the ball. He had jumped into the game. I went at him. Long story short, we both kicked the ball at the same time. We both went up into the air because I kicked it so hard. He kicked it so hard. We both flipped up into air and fell down on our backs. And because of that kick, I had a torn ligament that later I had to have surgically repaired. Because he was an adult male. We're talking in his 30s or 40s. Late 30s, early 40s. Who came at a 17 year old girl. And one kick. And we were both flipped into the air and down on our back. And I had to have surgery after that. Because he tore my ligament in my knee. That's just one example. So, and he was a bigger guy than me. He was a taller, bigger guy than me, which wasn't fair. And he shouldn't have jumped into the game because he was frustrated that his kids were losing. So that's just my big point in the whole thing. I actually have had an experience like that. And I got injured because of it. Same thing goes with this. I don't think Leah should be competing in women's swimming, college swimming, and then be able to advance and go into professional women's um, swimming because Leah is still a man. Leah was born a man. And I don't think that this is fair. Just my opinion. Take it or leave it. This has been Diva Cerebration. Until next time. Hi, Diva Cerebration. And I'm doing sort of an edit or an addition 
to the Leah Thomas story. Uh, I looked up, uh, Leah Thomas was named, uh, another name. I think it was Will Thomas. Yeah. Will Thomas. And actually had been swimming at the university of Pennsylvania in her, his first three years as a male swimmer. And he was doing well as a male swimmer, but he wasn't an immense standout as a male swimmer. And, you know, he won races, things like that, but he probably wasn't going to be someone who would be moving on to pro sports, maybe. Maybe or maybe not. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how it all works. But I looked at his record. I mean, he did pretty well, but not a standout on the swimming team. Then in his senior year, he decides to take hormone therapy for eight months. And he hasn't done the full year. He's only done eight months from what I read in a couple articles. And starts competing on the women's swim team. Now, transgendered female Leah Thomas, who used to be Will Thomas, going to the same school, is now breaking all kinds of records competing on the women's team. Now he's being, um, he, she, um, Leah. Now the whole world knows Leah's name. The whole world knows about Leah. And Leah, if the transgender female that Will Thomas, who is now Leah Thomas, has become, keeps competing and breaking records. And if he is allowed to move on from college sports, sports to pro sports and still continue to break records, will have a much huger career as a transgendered female than he did as a male swimmer. Now, this is something that's been brought up by other people in comments on social media, uh, news articles, etc. So that's why I looked it up. And I thought, well, wait a minute. What was he like as a male swimmer? Was he good? Because that makes it even more, you know, uh, more of an issue if he was a good male swimmer and now he's become this transgendered female competing against women. But one of the things that was brought up and has been brought up for years, we're talking centuries, is that doing this, letting transgendered females compete just because they've had hormone therapy, which the Russians back in the day when they did that, when they gave testosterone to female athletes or gave estrogen to male athletes, uh, so that men could compete as women or women could compete in, uh, as men in the male leagues. Uh, you, some of the women would walk into the female uh, competitions, Russian female competitions, and they looked like men. So they were wondering, are they men who've been taking female hormones or were they women who'd been jacked up with testosterone? Which is basically what's happened. I mean, I'm not really sure where all this uh, estrogen, testosterone, uh, testosterone, you know, changing people over from a, a woman to a man, a man to a woman. I, I'm not even where all, sure where all this started, but I know that it started before I was alive because I can remember at, at, at a young age seeing stories about that, about how that was causing problems in the Olympics and that people were getting disqualified uh, from Russia and other countries Romania, maybe other countries, and they weren't allowed to compete anymore because of that. And that was considered doping. Now, since then, it's advanced into other things like blood transfusions and everything to help them perform and trying to get around the noticeable drugging. But that's what they used to do back in the day, the Russians and other countries, to try and beat other countries. So my thinking with, um, and this was a problem 
when they said that they were going to start letting transgendered athletes compete. Um, in other words, if a, a female who is, is transgendering over to a male can compete against men. And then also what we're seeing with Leah, a man who's, tra who's transitioned to a female competing against women. Now, again, I will say that this was an issue that kept coming up over the years and it is coming up. It's been coming up recently in the last, you know, 10 years um, that this shouldn't be allowed because what will happen is that men will transition to females, compete for whatever time that they need to compete, and then they'll stop taking the hormones once they've won everything and go back to being men again, which apparently can be done, I guess, which is something I'm seeing in some of the articles here recently. Or vice versa. You know, they'll transition back. They'll change their mind. And I have seen that coming up in the news where someone has transitioned to be a, a female or a male and they've changed their mind once they've kind of halfway gotten there or 75% of the way gotten there and decided to go back and be who they were born as, a male, born as male, born as female. So... Is that what this Will Thomas decided to do? He wasn't standing out at the University of Penn as a swimmer. He was winning, but he wasn't a standout. And he wasn't probably going to advance on to a pro career, maybe or maybe not. But even if he did, he wouldn't be one of the front runners, like uh, going on to the Olympics and be a Michael Phelps. So did he decide to, you know, go ahead and, if he was gay, decide to trans, uh, transition into a transgendered female so that he could start winning races? I mean, this could possibly be an underlying um, uh, a motive that he may have that no one's thinking of. It looks rather obvious to me. I may be wrong. I mean, he competed from freshman, uh, uh, his freshman, sophomore year when he got into college, his first three years, he has been competing as a male. And his last year, his senior year, he has decided to go into female competition. And transition with hormones. And he's only taken eight months of hormones. Which means he hasn't totally transitioned. So uh, is he waiting. Is, she, is Leah. Now Leah Thomas. Waiting to see if he can advance on to pro sports. If it's going to be allowed. And then he'll continue the hormone therapy. And now think about it. The whole world's talking about Leah Thomas. Everybody knows who Leah Thomas is. And Leah is winning and breaking all of these records because Leah was a man, born a man, and was doing well as a male swimmer, right? Just not as well as Leah is doing as a female swimmer, which only brings home the point that this may not be fair, that we need to have some sort of a scale made up as to strengths, height, muscle, tone, I don't know. I don't know how they would scale this for people to compete like they would with, you know, fighters, heavyweight to lightweight fighters, right? So I've read a few more articles since making the, the, my podcast um, yesterday. And now I'm starting to wonder, has Leah done this so that Leah could win when Leah, who was Will Thomas before, wasn't winning as much. So in the senior year doing this, and that's why you don't see Leah being phased at all. I mean, I'm watching videos of, you know, the female uh, swimmers who are coming in behind Leah, who are all women, no transgenders, right? Leah is on the podium several times, many times, winning. And the crowd either boos when they call out Leah's name or they don't, or it's very, very quiet. They don't say anything. 
But then when they get to the second placed female swimmer, the crowd goes crazy and cheers on all of the other swimmers who are down the podiums as, as winners. So maybe what everyone else has figured out that the rest of us haven't and the world hasn't figured out and even people who are on Leah's team have figured out is that Leah, as Will Thomas for three years at the University of Pennsylvania, competed as a male swimmer and at the last moment decides to switch. Now, Will Thomas might have been a gay male. I have nothing against that. I have nothing against Will Thomas becoming Leah Thomas, the transgendered female. I have nothing against that. Go for it. You know, that's, it's your life if that's what you want to do. But why did Leah Thomas, Will Thomas become Leah Thomas and then start competing in female sports and now is breaking all the records? Was the motive so that she, she could win? And, and how can you feel that you're winning when you're competing against women who are not biologically as strong as you are in those events. I mean, wow, I'm really starting to wonder about this. Now, I haven't seen any other interviews with Leah. I'm sure that we're going to, down the road, uh, they're going to delve into it more. I think a lot of people are afraid to report on this because they don't want to seem like they're against transgendered, which, let me say again, I am not against transgendered. I'm not against gay gay or lesbian. I'm not against any of that. You can do whatever you like. I'm very open-minded about everyone and what they do and how they live. You know, it's your life. I'm not going to tell you what to do. But if your motives are because you want to use that transition so that you can start winning races, which honestly... It's starting to look like it the more I research this person, that that's why he did it. Why race for three years as a man and when you're not, you know, you're not, you know, rising to the top as much as you want to. And then the last year you do this because you're not going to move on to be pro maybe. Or if you move on to be pro, you're not going to be on the top. But in the last year, you come over and you beat all the women so that you can move on in the women's divisions and beat everybody. Of course, he's going to beat everybody. He was a really good swimmer as a man. I did not know this. I thought that this was something that this guy had just gotten into and decided to do. And I had no idea that he had been a swimmer his whole life. And had gotten into UPenn on a swimming scholarship, gotten on the team, and that actually has done relatively well as a male swimmer over time. But, so it, it does, it, there is a suspicion there. It's make, it does make me wonder, were those the motives? And now, is it about money for Leah? To become a pro sport and be able to beat everyone and then have that, that have the cash cow. I mean, yes, maybe Will has always thought about transitioning, but why did he wait three years and then the last year of college, you know, now he's competing? Why did he do that? It seems a little nefarious to me. I'm, you know, I'm speculating. I may be wrong. Again, I haven't really delved into this a lot. I've just been watching what I've seen on the news and I've read several articles about what's been happening. And I read this article when I actually went back to the University of Pennsylvania site and found Will Thomas and looked at his records. And the only records I could see were his first two years. I didn't get to see his junior year. I'm not sure. Did they compete during the pandemic? Maybe they didn't. Right. Maybe they didn't compete during the pandemic, but maybe during that pandemic that this idea sprouted for Will Thomas, you know, I could win more if I was a transgender female. I, it's a thought, you know, and if he's going to, he, she, Leah is going to continue to win like this again, is that fair? 
I personally don't think it is. I personally don't think. And you look at the podium of the different races. I've watched videotapes of the different races. And actually today on the news they showed him. um, I think it was on Inside Edition or something. They showed him winning a race. And all of those women are a lot shorter than him. And let me, I will let you know that I do know, because I've, you know, I've had a couple people that I've dated that have been swimmers and being tall and having that long torso is a, um, it's an advantage as a swimmer because you can swim faster. You can, you have more momentum. You have, you, you know, your ar- legs and arms are longer, you, you know, I mean, it's just like having a longer paddle on a boat. You can push that water back faster, right? All of those women were much shorter than Leah. I mean, and the fact that they even came close to Leah in the races is actually a testament to them. That they almost beat this man who's been swimming all of his life and actually made it into a college program. So it's a testament who, who is much taller than them and has a lot more of an advantage over them. Because I looked at every girl on that podium and they were all shorter, way shorter than he is. So not only does the male Will Thomas have an advantage over women because being born a man and only of having eight months of... Um, Hormone therapy, female hormone therapy, which isn't a full process yet. But he is also much taller, was also very good in as a male swimmer, and he has that advantage over the women. I'm, I'm just more, the more I find out, the more I have to say this is entirely unfair. And this is why so many people are upset about it. And this is why the... Uh, Leah Thomas, who was Will Thomas, is getting the reactions, the negative reactions at all the swim meets that Leah is getting. This transgendered female, Will Thomas, who used to be a male. So that's why the negative reactions are happening. This is why it's gone viral. This is why um, every newspaper is talking about it. Every news program is talking about it. This is why it has gone viral all over the world because it is not fair and that there's a possible underlying motive that this guy might have had in doing this. You have to question it. So I kind of understand now maybe what's been going on, even though I do think that we need to do, we need to do sort of a sliding scale if we're going to start. Oh, and the other thing that I read on the sports site and in a couple articles, is that um, with a transgendered male or a transgendered female, if they're on a team, it has to be a co-ed team. They can, co- they can compete on a co-ed team, um, a co- co-ed college team or a co-ed pro team. And uh, they would have to, you know, they would have to compete all together and um it would be sort of like the the uh, the fighting scale uh, being in a boxing scale you know from feather light to uh from lightweight to heavyweight um they would have to um base whatever his strengths are his her strengths are if he uh, leah is more strengths towards what a man is she would be considered a man if uh, leah had more strengths more towards a woman be considered a woman and that would be how Leah would be placed on a co-ed team so they can compete as long as it's co-ed the difference here is is that Leah transgendered female transitioning from male just in the last year has decided to compete on a woman's team and that's why this has gotten so much coverage and why people are so upset about it so I kind of understand now why this is kind of blown up. Um, I don't know. What do you think? Uh, it just seems so, you know, I, like I said, I'm not against 
Leah becoming a transgendered female. Fine, if that's really what Leah wants to do, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with anybody doing that. I'm okay with anybody who wants to become a transgendered male from female to male. I'm okay with that. Live your life. I'm fine. I'm not against any of that. There's no prejudice here. But if your motives are, it seems pretty obvious, if your motives are to use that in a competition situation as a, as leverage, you have to wonder here if that's what Leah's doing. And I think that that's what a lot of people are wondering since Will Thomas previously, who Leah was, competed in swimming Will's whole life up until last year and then decided his in his senior year to transition to a transgender female and compete and is now winning everything. So yeah, yeah, I kind of I kind of understand why there's an upheaval now. Because it's just such, uh, he's gone from being a good swimmer, maybe a, you know, maybe a really good swimmer, but not a great swimmer on the male team. Maybe, maybe he was a great swimmer on the male team. I don't know. I haven't seen all the records to being this international name that's being mentioned and may change everything. And everybody's supporting the fact that he's transgendered, et cetera, et cetera. And it's becoming this huge, big thing. Was it a calculated move? And I think that's what a lot of people are wondering if it was a calculated move. So I don't know. What do you think? Uh, message boards, you know, whatever. I don't know how, how the message boards work on here. I've never done them. But just let me know how you think because I'm really starting to wonder myself if that's what the motive here was. Or did Leah already decide that Leah was going to do this? And it just happens that it's the last senior year. But but even if that was the case, it sure does look calculated. And that's why so many people are getting so upset. So I guess I can understand why people would think that way. Even if it wasn't a calculated move, right? It can be taken as a calculated move. Maybe it would have been better to wait until after finished senior year. But the fact that he didn't wait makes it look like a really calculated move. Because if you win everything in the senior year, then you can move on to pro and compete in women's pro. And then that's, is that fair? I don't think that's fair either. So I don't know. I I think we're going to need to change the rules of sports overall. If females are going to start crossing into males and and males are going to start crossing into female sports, we're going to have to try and do what, what the boxing world does on that sliding scale. Because if this is going to keep happening, we're going to have to make it fair for everyone. Right. All right. That's, that's my second part to this podcast, this complicated thing that is happening in our world today and our society today, that is really hard to pin down what's right, what's wrong. You know, uh, you can live it in your life, but if you're using it as a sport, I mean, you know, we can even go back to, you know, what happened to, um, what's his name, who was the bike racer. And, you know, they found out he was doing the blood transfusions and it was helping him to, you know, compete more. And then it really blew up the whole biking sports industry because everybody was doping. Everybody was doing this, uh, the blood transfusion things with a little bit of drugs in them. And, it, you know, and the whole world found out that the Tour de France was like a joke. Like most of the people who were winning those races were doping. And they were, they were using other forms of things to help them win and giving themselves stamina and whatever. And it wasn't just basically, okay, this is a human who has trained hard and is winning this race. And so the people who weren't doping couldn't win the Tour de France. There was no possible way that they could win because they could never get the edge that the people who were doping during these blood transfusions or whatever were doing. And so it wasn't fair. 
And it just blew that whole industry up. And they're still having problems with bike racing and doping. They, because now the people who are doping are trying to go in other ways that might not be seen or might not have ever been used. And they're using medical professionals to figure it out. It's crazy. And you know why? Why? Because they make so much money. If they're in the top 10, they even make money, right? I mean, if you're the top 10 bikers in the world, you still get great um, uh, um, ads and promotions and you make tons of money. If you're the number one biker in your country who's in that top 10, that's, you know, you make money and promotions there. And um, Livestrong, that's what it is. It was Livestrong, the guy who started Livestrong. I can't think of his name because he was so disgraced and it was so disgusting to me because I love bike racing. I love biking. I've done some amateur bike races and I love bike racing. It's just, you know, I have um, two racing bikes and I have uh, mountain bikes and things like that. So I'm really into biking. I love doing it. It's a real great, uh, a low impact sport. So when I, you know, I was always watching the Tour de France and it made me mad because it was always men, right? They were never women able to compete. Well, now we know why women can't compete. We have men who are, you know, competing against them and they're doping on top of it. And there have been women who've tried to break into the Tour de France. But how can you, when men who are physically, biologically stronger are also doping on top of it and men who aren't doping who train all year, you know, are really good at what they do, can't surpass them because they're not doping. The same thing happened with a friend of mine who was going to the Arnold uh, in Columbus, Ohio every year to, to do body, bodybuilding. And he was trying to do it all natural and not dope and not take t uh, steroids and all that. And he said that he kept losing because the guys who were taking the steroids kept winning the competitions. And that there was no way, it was too hard to win the competitions. He wanted to win so badly that he was considering taking steroids and other drugs in order to win the competition. Um, when I was in high school, uh, there was a guy that ended up playing pro football. There's actually a few guys that ended up playing pro football from my school. And one of the guys came back in and he had black eyes. And he was beat up, looked really bad. And he was at Michigan State. Or was it Michigan State or University of Michigan? Whatever the big one is. Like the one where everybody wants to go. And he was not taking steroids. And his coaches were trying to get him to take steroids. And he didn't want to do it. Because it messes you up. It messes up your body. He was saying you can't have kids sometimes. Da, 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 da. And he didn't want to do it. He eventually did do it. And he ended up playing in the NFL. He ended up playing for the Bengals. For a few years, and uh, I think, uh, yeah, they went to a championship or something. I can't remember. But he did really, really well. But he took steroids, and he looked like a totally different person the next time he came in to see me. He, I, I worked at The Gap, and he would come in to see me every once in a while when he was home on break. So we were in ensemble together. He was older than me, but we knew each other pretty well. So that's just... You know, those are just guys that I know that were saying they could not surpass. They could not win because everybody was doping, taking drugs, taking steroids. Maybe that's something that Will Thomas ran into at, in swimming at University of Pennsylvania. I mean, I'm not pointing any fingers. I'm not saying maybe that's something he ran into and he decided, well, you know what? I'm gay. If I'm going to take drugs, I might as well transition to a woman. And compete with women and then I'll win. I mean, who knows? Who knows, right? I guess time will tell. Time will tell as this goes on. As this story proceeds on through time, we're going to find out more and more why this is happening. And we're going to find out what the sports world is going to do about it. Right now, they're accepting it. And I don't know if that's a good idea because the overall population is not real thrilled about it. So... Until the next time we speak or we meet, this has been Diva Celebration. Let me know what you think. Leave a message. Leave a comment.